Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Fellow Falcoholics, what is up? Welcome to the Falcoholic Lives Falcons vs. Panthers Week 15 postgame show. And uh, you guys had to watch that game, so we are having to talk about it for you. Uh, what a disastrous Week 15 for these Atlanta Falcons as they fall to the previously 1-12 Carolina Panthers, the 30th-ranked scoring offense and 31st-ranked scoring defense. The Falcons could muster mustered just seven points, one single scoring drive in the entire four quarters against the 31st ranked scoring defense. Yes, it was wet. It was wet. Yes, it was rainy. The Panthers scored more points than the Falcons, so I don't want to hear that excuse uh, when they're the 30th ranked scoring offense and the Falcons defense did their damnedest again to try to keep this one in check and then try to win this game. And it still was keeping the Panthers under 10 points was still not enough for the Falcons to win because of the offense once again. And there was some play calling concerns. There was some ball distribution concerns. And of course there was those patented Desmond Ritter turnovers that we've all come to expect. Even Bijan put the ball on the ground in this one, but you know, not a lot of excuses uh, for this week. And we all know where to point the finger at the end of the day, given what we've seen. But before we dive into uh, the darkness. Welcome into, of course, Alan Sturk at Alan Sturk. Alan, other than the game, how are we doing today? I mean, I'm, I got my Christmas tree lit up. You know, I'm getting that holiday cheer. Uh, <laughs> I'm in like three fantasy core finals right now. So, you know, not going too great, but, you know, the energy's there. You know, the energy's there. Uh, but besides that, yeah, we got a lot to dive into. Uh, I know you, you're going to be excited for your draft takes in a few weeks. It might happen to end the show at this rate, you know, but the, but the brand will be coming for those that are already talk about draft. But in all seriousness, you know, the things that have been brewing up over the past, what, two months, I think all culminated today. Like yeah. He talks about Dr. Smith. It talks about Desmond Ritter. Like, it's got to be a full blow up at this point. Like, what happened was just completely unacceptable. Any sort of and I want to put the square in the offense because the defense, I think, plays good fundamental football. They've had a couple of bad stretches this year. But besides that, they play fundamental football. This is on the offense. Yeah. Any sort of somewhat stable fundamental offense wins this game. The whole thing is just do not turn the ball over. Make like four plays. They got the John Smith leak. Cordell Patterson, nice little misdirection. Okay. Drake London plays cockpits. A couple of gutsy third down conversions. That should have been enough. But, man, if you just want, like, a, the epitome of the Falcon season, the Desmond Ritter interception. Like, you go watch the Law 22 view. You go watch the close-up view, like him trying to beat Pat Mahomes. It's just absurd, man. Like, and just – it just – things got to change. Yeah. Things got to yeah. change. No, I mean, I think this game really hammers it home and, you know – if I if this isn't a late season collapse, Alan, I don't I don't know. I my guess is you know if this isn't an, I mean we'll see what happens over the last three games. I mean I can't imagine 
there's a lot of hope for wins in the last three weeks, given that you just lost to the the one in twelve, uh, now two and twelve Carolina Panthers. But I mean, here's here's my argument though. How it can't really be a collapse because the team's been like borderline five hundred <laughs> under five. I just think it's it things that have been brewing the past few months. It's come to fruition. Like we've been seeing it, and what just makes this worse is that. This is an historically bad schedule. Like, I made a joke last night saying, oh, I'm kind of intrigued by Falcons-Colts because this is like the first time in two months the Falcons are going to be playing a good team. So you want to talk about the Colts? <laughs> I think they're a good team. They're they're yeah, very they're solid. Yeah. Look, their coaching is great, and they make enough plays. Like, besides the Jaguars, Lions, and Texans, I don't think the Falcons played a good team this year. I wanted to believe in the Packers. Uh, I think that kind of crashed. Yeah. The Falcons played three good teams this year. And what's their record right now, though? Uh, oh, and three, one, one and three, maybe. Oh, they beat the, they beat the Texans, who were decent. Yeah, no, yeah. So what's the record right now? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, they, they six and eight. Yeah, yeah, they play three good teams. They've had the lightest schedule. Yep, and, and look they look bad. Every single game is ugly. I mean, it just is what it is. But let me go ahead and get to a quick word from our sponsor, real quick. Uh, betonline.ag, guys. All the major sports are in action this week with the college football playoffs ready to kick off. BetOnline is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info, including news for pro football, the NBA, upcoming fights, and NHL games this season. You know, again, I'm going to go back to it and say, please don't bet on these Falcons. Like, do not. Nobody is safe. Even Bijan is no longer safe to bet on because they gave him his lowest snap count of the season this week in a must-win game against a bad Panthers team. So you can't even trust Bijan Robinson as a bet as a bet at this point. I'm gonna bet on Drake London in a dome. Yeah, against a team against a team Maybe. that the, uh, a team that the, they're playing against is not be- uh, that's better than them. I'm chase. I would chase Drake London. Uh, playing from a two-score deficit. That's what maybe I'm maybe that's it. Maybe maybe we could go for that one. Maybe that's one. But you know, I I urge you to to use utilize caution, uh, extreme caution with this team. But no, no matter what you want to bet on, guys, you can do it at BetOnline.ag. So head to that website today to get into the action, see all the updated odds for the week. Remember to use our promo code Believe B L E A V to receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, well, we got a bunch of donations coming in hot and heavy, so let's get to a couple of those before we dive in even further. <laughs> we got Raymond with the $5 saying, Over the week, Kevin made a wager that the Falcons would definitely turn the ball over, and he was right. Yeah, if I could bet on that as a prize pick, I would do that every week because uh, that's easy money, but unfortunately you can't do that. But <laughs> that would be pretty easy money. Um, we also get to welcome in Adnan Ikic here. He is oh, at Say Which Way, Adnan. Welcome. I know you got words, uh, but before we get to that, uh, outside of the game, how are you doing today? Uh, yeah, I'm fine. Uh, how are you guys on this lovely Sunday? Yeah, the weather is nice. It's yeah. cold, but not too cold in Atlanta. Are you Christmas beard out now? Yeah, you know, I mean, it, it, it's another beautiful day. Thank God for for giving us another another day of light. Yeah, yeah, you know that that's we have that we do have that to hang our hats on. Uh, we are alive, so you know there is there is some positivity to be taken. We could always lean lean on that, but yeah, this team is is definitely stretching the limits of our positivity. But uh, let me get to a couple more donations, and then we'll we'll get some of Adnan's takes in here as well. We got Raymond with the controversial take here. He says Arthur Smith didn't lose this game; his players did. Well, oh, that oh. I know, I, I know Ray's been taking heat for that one. Um, so you're gonna get some heat for me too, Ray. I mean it. 
it, Arthur Smith lost this game too. Like, yes, the players aren't playing well, but when everyone mm-hmm. is playing poorly on offense, who do you look at? Do you say, well, all these players just suck. Our entire 53-man roster sucks. Or do you say, like, well, why is everyone so sloppy? Why are people making simple mistakes? Why aren't people running clean routes? Why is the quarterback not making easy reads? Like, it's the offensive coaching staff, and Arthur Smith is the king of the team. He's responsible for everything. So did he directly lose the game? Like, did he call, you know, like a bad timeout or something like that? No, but he definitely lost the game. Uh, And I, I think... You know, the play calling was suspect, among other things, but maybe this is a, a decent uh, segue into to some of those things. I know Alan and I talked about it a little bit off the top, but Adnan, I mean, what to you, what was the biggest issue in this one? I mean, there, there are a lot to choose from. <laughs> um, it felt collective. Okay, so let's just start with, you, you know, let's, to be fair, to be completely fair, the entire right side of the offensive line was out. It was a Norton, Hinton, and... Ryan the newsflash, yeah. who started. So, you know, that's that's something where, where you're definitely at a disadvantage. Three of your five starting offensive linemen are out. And that has to be mentioned. Like, we, yes. we, have, to, we have to be fair here. Um, You know, you were playing in the elements. You were playing. It, it, it was just a monsoon over there in Carolina. It was even worse than that Thursday night game last year somehow, which was really bad. It looked even worse than that Jets game. However, no matter what excuse you put, there is no excuse. The Carolina Panthers came into this game at 1-12 and and pretty much as a broken football team. You know, you are you came into this game tied at the top of the division, tied at the top of the NFC South, knowing that you win this game, you're first in the division because of the division record. Like, you would have at least temporarily climbed above the Tampa Bay Buccaneers no matter what they did this week because your division record would have been 4-1. and one. Yeah, 4-1 and one at this point. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah I just realized that because of the division. Yeah, because of the it division. Was on prior too. Okay. Yeah, the Bucs are 3-1 and one in, in division. The Bucs have a better conference record, but you, know, you would have set yourself up down the stretch. So you had literally every single thing to play for. And this season especially – Making the playoffs this season is more important than than in a regular season, I would argue, because this team is in a playoff drought. You know, Arthur Smith is – this is year three. He's never made the playoffs. Like, this team had to show out down the stretch. And then they went out there, and they just looked pathetic. Like, yeah. that game was just – that game felt like the culmination of just a terrible season – and it was a roller coaster of a season. We, we've had some decent moments this year, but I, I don't think any of us can doubt that this season has been incredibly, incredibly frustrating, even from the even from week two on, even from the very start. And this game just felt like the floor fell out from under. Yeah, seven points on offense. You had, I, I want to say two. I, I want to say one really good offensive play. So that play called the, the play to Jonu Smith was great. Mm-hmm. The the one where he, you know, leaks out off that play action. It was a really good throw. It was a really good design. And other than that one play, you were blanked. Because, you, know, you know, that sets up the Cordero Patterson touchdown. And this entire game, it was just, it, it just felt like a travesty. Yeah. I, I don't, I, I wish I could just pull out every single negative word in the English vocabulary 
to describe the offensive performance. And none of what I'm saying applies to the defense. The defense did, did their part. You gave up three field goals. You kept them out of the end zone. Okay, sure. Well, the the Panthers went downfield, but you can't really expect and rely on the defense to just bail you out time and time and time and time again, the way that this team has just done so all year long. Eventually, the defense is going to run out of gas, especially when Ayamada is out, Grady Jarrett is out, Contavious Street. Say what you want about Contavious Street, but he looked really good since he's come here. That, that was another one of those hidden gems that Terry Fontenot just pulled, you know, pulled out of the mine. Yeah. And, you know, he's out. So the defense, I have no, I have no issues with the defense in this game. But man, like Arthur Smith is the offensive genius. He's the offensive. He's the modern play caller. He's the guy that has full roster control. So don't tell me shit about how his quarterback is bad. His quarterback is Desmond Ritter because he decided that his quarterback was going to be Desmond Ritter. He decided that he was going to go into this season without a single training camp battle. And, you know, I've taken some victory laps on this. I'm going to take another one right now. Go for it. I was telling you guys, like I was warning you guys in camp that, hey, you know, Desmond Herter is not really looking that sharp in training camp. He's not really looking that good. You know, I don't care that he's gone seven for eight today. If seven of those passes are all screens and slants, like you can't just dink and dunk your way downfield in the NFL. This isn't a game of Madden on rookie mode. And, you know, they didn't care. Desmond Ritter is their guy. Okay. Preseason. No, no, we're, we're, we're benching Desmond Ritter. Like, he's, he's going to play one drive, a drive which finished with an interception, by the way. He didn't even score on that drive. And, you know, we're going to treat him like we treated Matt Ryan in 2021, where he's just going to be out. And, you know, he just apparently has that cachet in Arthur Smith's eyes. And then you go into this season – and you you reap what you sow in the NFL, and we are we are definitely harvesting a very shit harvest right now because <laughs> you just lost to a one win Carolina Panthers team, and I don't care what the roster is looking like. You had all the motivation in this game. The Panthers had all all every single reason to just roll over. Had you punched them in the mouth, I genuinely feel like they would have rolled over because what 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 are they playing for other than pride? This yeah. was, this was, I, I, I don't know. Like I just, I'm trying to find the words and it's my job to find the words and it's all of our, our job to describe it and to analyze it and to, you know, tell you guys what happened. But at the end of the day, you just have to throw your hands up and be like, you know what, this isn't it. This quarterback isn't it. I mean, shit, I could have told you guys. I was telling you guys, not, not I could have told you guys. I did tell you guys in training camp that Desmond Ritter wasn't it, but you know, Sure, let, let, let's let's look for ourselves. So he's not it. Arthur Smith, get him out. I, I'm I'm done. Like I, I'm finished. I, I'm ready for him. I, I'm ready for the announcement to come tomorrow that the Atlanta Falcons have parted ways with Arthur Smith. They're making Ryan Nielsen the interim head coach. They're giving play calling duty to you know I don't I don't care. I don't even care who who gets play duty. Yeah, like just. Give Matt Shaw play call duty. I, I, I don't yeah, even better. <laughs> yeah, like bring Matt Ryan in. Let him call some plays. It can't be much worse. They scored seven points out there yeah. uh, against a defense that's not really that good. I don't give a fuck about rain either. Like you have this vaunted rushing attack, this rushing attack which got fifty-two yards total. This rushing attack where you know Bijan Robinson. God love Bijan Robinson, but 
11 yards on seven carries and a fumble. That's that's not going to get it done. And then Desmond Ritter with one of the worst interceptions I've seen from him all year. And that's saying something because he has thrown some fucking turnovers. He has Ooh, come I, the worst. Yeah. I, I, I truly believe it's yeah. the worst. Yeah, that that was that was the most accurate pass Desmond Ritter had all game. It just happened <laughs> to be right into the chest of a defender, and it it's it, it's fitting that that was his last pass of the day because the Falcons never saw the ball again, and you know the defense has given up six points total. So, what are you expecting here? They gave up nine points. They had given up six points at that point, and. You are you are the offensive guru. You have been given every single thing you could want on this roster. Three years, three straight seasons, losing seasons. I'm just chalking this up as a losing season. I do not think they're going to yeah. win out. I'm no. Sorry. Like, I'm sorry for my lack of optimism, guys. You don't think they're going to go 3-0 and to close it out? I don't think they're going to go 3-0. and <laughs> What co- I asked it. I'm just going to say one more thing for now. For now. And I asked it on Wednesday's show. I asked it on Wednesday. What coach in the NFL today survives three straight losing seasons? You name him. This isn't a rhetorical question. What coach? And Bill Belichick's not going to do it. Bill Belichick's about to get fired after his third losing season in 23 years in, in New England. Like who? Harbaugh, John Harbaugh, Mike Tomlin, maybe? Like even Steelers fans are trying to drive Mike Tomlin out right now, which is like, that's kind of, that's another story. That's kind of crazy. <laughs> right. It's great. What coach survives three straight losing seasons in today's NFL? I, I don't think that there's a single one, but you know what? There's a chance that Arthur Blank, who just, that's another conversation entirely. There's a, if Arthur Blank holds on Arthur Smith going into next year, we're, we need to discuss about if, if this team can ever be successful with Arthur Blank as the owner. Yeah, like I... It's one thing, like, it, the way you get to those losing seasons matters. And we've talked about context a lot. Like, it's like, oh, well, if the Falcons, you know, go 9-8 and eight and they make the playoffs and look good and they're trending in the right direction and they look like they've, like, made progress and all this stuff, like, maybe you say you, you make the case there, right? Like, okay, like, this, there's a chance that, like, we're, we're seeing something positive. We're, we're building towards something. There's some hope here. But if you... Like, this is the opposite of that. Like, not only are you coasting towards 7 and 10, probably at best at this point, again, for the third straight season, it's getting worse every week. Like, the offense is getting worse. And, like, yeah, you're down three starting offensive linemen. You were down four last week against the Bucks, and you scored 25 points. So I don't want to blame the backup offensive linemen anymore. Like, they showed they could do enough for this offense to be okay. Like, yeah, the weather was bad, but it was bad for the Panthers, too, and they outscored you. Like... I, I mean, that's what happens when you have a run play on fourth and three. That's what happens on third and eleven when you're oh dialing God, up yeah. the run. Like, fourth and three, what it's are like you yeah. doing here. Kyle Alger's lead blocking on third down. Yeah, just yeah. Lead blocking on a on a top. Like, there's no way. Is Keith Smith dead? Like, <laughs> did Keith Smith die? Who, like, I was mean, Who's forty-three? Tucker Fisk. Tucker Fisk. He, he was getting reps. Yeah, and somehow Kyle Algiers lead blocking on a, a stretch play on third and what was it four? Like, what are we doing? Like, like look, it was nice a couple of plays where Kyle Algier ran up the gut on like third and short where he was positioned as a fullback. That's fine, but if you're calling a specific run play, there's no misconception about just running a regular stretch play with Algier as the lead blocker. You're not fooling anyone. Like, 
it's just little mm-hmm. there's no attention to detail with this coaching staff. That's the offensive coach staff. That, we gotta keep reiterating this is yeah, all yeah, on yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ryan, Ryan, Nielsen, Nielsen, Ryan Nielsen's working miracles. He's working yeah. miracles out there. Dude, the Falcons yeah. have 29 sacks. Like they're gonna get over 30 sacks for like the first time in what four years? Like yeah. And look, with and their two best defensive players out, like Grady yeah, Jarrett and David Onyemata, their best pass rushers are out. And they're still getting exactly. sacks. They're still they held the Panthers to under ten points. Someone was coming. Someone tweeted at me like, "Oh, are we going to talk about the defense blowing another lead? Are you are you fucking serious? Like, are are you are you a, are you a serious person or are you trolling? Because if you're trolling, great job. That was that was a great tweet. If that was a troll, I don't think they were trolling though. Like, it's like, what what more do you want? Like, Clark Phillips had a pretty bad game. Okay, he did. Jeff Okuda. The Panthers made two spectacular catches between Mingo and. Um, DJ Chark, like fine. Yeah, that, Chark, besides, that Chark catch was different. Like that. Chark that was a catch tremendous was catch. That was amazing. a fantastic catch. Yeah. That's Jaguar DJ Chark. But yeah. Besides that, it's just <laughs> like all the offense had to do was make four or five plays and just not turn the ball over. Like the Panthers didn't turn the ball over, and Bryce Young's been the turnover machine. Like, and and you know, credits the Panthers where you actually saw them actually being creative offensively, whether it's using misdirection or different variations of play action. Like you saw them actually getting players out in motion and, you know, uh, the inside hand handles of Marset, which I think the Falcons actually defended relatively well, but at least the Panthers showed an intent where, okay, we're going to mix things up. We're going to try to get this defense off balance. What did the Falcons really do to get the Panthers off balance? They just kept running to the left side more times than not. Yeah. Like the, nothing. Like it. this run game the is, play. is okay, terrible. The play. That was one moment. And, yeah. And yeah. Sure. Maybe there's another play action, but they barely use play action. And it's just, Look, I understand wanting not to have Ritter throw the ball too much in these conditions and just given how unstable he is, but it's just an indictment. Fourth where... and three. Like, you obviously you have to throw the ball. It's it's third and 11. Like, and, and the thing is, Ritter got away with it too. Like, he should have thrown a pick to Brian yeah. Burns in the first oh, half. Oh, that was another one where he just yeah. made the assumption. He fumbled yes. the slap twice. Like, he, yes. he could have had four turnovers in this game. Like, like one of those fumbles just went right into Keith Smith's hands. Like that yeah. was just pure luck. So there's so many there's so many things to touch on. And we got to get to some donations too, because I know you guys are are throwing them in hot and heavy because everybody's got takes on this one, and I, I understand that. Um, like the run game sucks now. Like I, this this Panthers team is below average against the run. Yeah, you got you got three backups in. You ran the ball okay. You ran the ball just fine against the Bucks last week with four backups in for a, a good chunk of the game. And you can't move the ball on the ground at all. Uh and it, the reason why it I don't like the run blocking isn't great, but guess what? Every time you run the ball, they just look at who's in the backfield and then they know exactly what run play is coming because there is no creativity. There's no misdirection. There is nothing going on with this run game anymore. It is literally Tyler Algier. It's going to be inside zone or a power run between the tackles. If it's Bijan, it's going to be stretch. It's going to be outside zone. It's going to be a pitch, whatever. Cordero Patterson, it's going to be, you know, Cordero Patterson's the one guy that's going to maybe be one or the other. But like, I'm going to be honest, like, Corderell Patterson shouldn't be taking carries away from Bijan Robinson. And I know he's fumbled three times. He's a rookie. Like, Bijan Robinson is a rookie. He's not, yeah, he needs to hold on to the damn football. There's no question about that. But, like, that's not, like, it, you're not calling a good offense anymore. You're not calling a good run game anymore. You're calling a terrible pass game. That stayed consistent. Like, why does Bijan Robinson have two more carries than Cordero Patterson? And I love Patterson. This is not like a Cordero Patterson sucks tweet, but like 
what are we doing? What are we doing here? Cordero Patterson has five carries for minus two yards. <laughs> and, they, and like the screens, like once again, nothing out of the back. That's all they got. And That's all they got. They, came, they came on close screens. It was just, just, he gets exhausting. He's just like, they're moving towards nowhere. Like it's just, everything's stagnant. Everything's predictable. And you see like, so last week with Tampa Bay, they, they know how to target it. They recognize the play design and they're going to pounce on it. Like that fourth and three was just so hopeless. Like you just yeah. saw once the ball was snapped, it's just like, like I know you're trying to run to the, your strong side with Matthews and Bergeron being healthy, but just everything was – they knew it was going that direction. They yes. overloaded. The Every run side. play they they know, and it's like, oh, well, Bijan didn't have a good yards per carry. Tyler Algier didn't have a good yards per carry. He averaged three yards per carry and had a bunch of big runs in there. The rest of them sucked. Like, they don't call anything creative offensively anymore like the the the, the john U. smith leak where he like breaks out and they bust the coverage that was the, all they had on offense all day if not for that play they probably score zero points like it's glimpses you, that's the problem like a, a team that has this much talent and after what your third year as a head coach and you're building your identity like you got to have more than glimpses you showed it last year like in 2021 2022 they had about i would say seven potentially eight games where you're like Wow, this offense is actually flourishing. Like we're we're recognizing, you know, what the game plan is, and they're actually moving the ball pretty well. There's been maybe what four games this year, you could say that. Like the Texans, and even game. then, they they left points on the field every time. I mean, yeah, I mean, they've I'm just never to played play. a clean. No, I, I, that's fine. Like, there's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. But like, it, like you can't. No one is going to have success if the defense knows what's coming. And every single right. game now. They the defense can sniff out the run based on who's on the field because they don't use Bijan like a true RB one. They make him play in this committee, and whenever he comes on the field, the defense just knows it's like okay, he's gonna run a he's gonna run a wheel route out of the backfield, or he's gonna run an angle route, or he's gonna do something like that, or he's gonna get the ball and do a wide zone, or maybe like one like at one out of every ten runs he'll actually get a carry inside, but like we're not too concerned about that. Like you can tell the second. Bijan gets the handoff. The defense is already running to go stop the outside zone. Like they, they, like no one can succeed when you're this predictable. The entire advantage of the offense rests on being able to confuse the defense and keep them off balance. If they know what's going to happen, it's easy. It's easy. Like you can't succeed that way. You can't win that way in the NFL unless you're just drastically better than your opponent or they're exhausted at the end of a game. Like that's it. There's no that you can't win playing football like this. This is not a winning that, formula. I don't think that takes. I don't think that takes into account the variables though. There, there's just there, a lot there of are so many variables, Adnan. I can't. I can't keep track of. Them, would be proud of you right now. I have <laughs> a, lot, a lot of a lot of variables in there. Um, let me yeah, uh, let me say you know, yeah yeah. Let me say uh, one more uh, thing, uh, and then yeah, just like I I know we were talking in the Falcoholic chat today um, about you know. This, what was happening and I think I've I think I've figured it out and I think to me Arthur Smith feels like he has to use all of his pieces like he must utilize all the pieces he brought in and it doesn't matter if that means Drake London gets two targets or Kyle Pitts gets two targets or Bijan Robinson only gets a handful of carries he has to utilize all of these pieces he bought he brought in um and because of that, like, there's no featuring, there's no design, like, 
It's like he refuses to design a game plan to feature his playmakers. Like, period. He just won't do it. It's like, well, everyone has to contribute, and we need to make sure Kyle Pitts is blocking. And if he's not blocking, well, we're just gonna lose this rep, and we're gonna and we're gonna get on Kyle Pitts because he didn't block well enough. Instead of being like, well, maybe we should stop having Kyle Pitts block defensive ends. And if we're gonna ask the tight end to do that, we should put a different tight end in, and maybe. We should just feature Kyle Pitts as a receiver. Or maybe we should throw to Drake London more than three fucking times in a game. The man just had 172 yards against a better defense. And you like throw him the ball three times. Like, yeah. The issue is there's no sustainability. Like, where is the consistency? Like, London has had games, but I think it's only been like four games he's had more than seven targets. And it's just, yeah. you see what he's capable of. And it's just, and I want to hear about game script. I want to hear about conditions. Like, you find ways to get ball in your playmaker's hands yeah, he can't he doesn't he refuses they don't yeah. do it like we've seen enough it's been three seasons they don't feature playmakers period they don't do it they never game plan for that i'm not convinced drake london's big game had anything to do with game plan i think they just saw him open and just threw the ball to him like there is no th- and he rose no, up and caught it he did great for him Antimal i mean that was a terrible throw it was a terrible throw and, and drake london made it happen and yes to everyone saying london is is holding this back or not London. London's not holding this oh. back. Uh, Ritter is holding this no, back. Yeah, no. London is fu- London. You're absolved. Sorry, my bad. Anyone saying that Devin Ritter is holding this thing back? You're absolutely correct. Two things oh. can be true. Two things can I mean, be true. Like, not, yeah. It's not an excuse because no. Devin Ritter is his hand-picked selection. Like anything, any issue you have with Desmond Ritter, that's just that's just a continuation of Arthur Smith. That that's just because Desmond Ritter is here because of Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith decided that he can do this with this third round rookie. He decided that we are going to be, you know, the anomaly. He decided that he that we dis, that we found this guy in the third round that's just better than everyone else like when it comes to third round picks. Like third round when a quarterback falls to the third round, there's normally a reason for that. Like there's very rarely are you going to find a Russell Wilson that that's one in like 20. That's one. Like there's a much higher chance that the guy who falls to the third round fell there because, you know, he's just not a starter level player. Like not everyone's going to be Dak. Not everyone's going to be Brady. Not everyone's going to be Wilson. That That's three out of like a hundred. And, you know, Desmond Ritter is not it. And Arthur Smith decided, no, he, he's my guy. Uh, he, he's going to sink or swim with Ritter. And you, you sure, he's sure as fuck not swimming right now. Like, <laughs> this ship is sinking. And I, I, I don't care. No matter what mistakes Desmond Ritter makes, that's just a reflection of Arthur Smith at this point. Th- those guys are they're, – they're not interchangeable. They're, they're one organism at this point as far as I'm concerned because this isn't Arthur Smith in year one and Desmond Ritter's just here and, you know, he hasn't gotten a chance to handpick his quarterback. You've had three off-seasons. You've had three off-seasons to figure it out. That's more than enough time. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
Yeah, exactly. It, there's like, what are we hanging our hat on? Like, what are we saying? Like, well, if we just see this, then like Arthur Smith hasn't earned the right to say like, I just need a quarterback to run my offense. You've had three years to get a quarterback. Like, I like I, I it wasn't Arthur Smith's fault. They went after Deshaun Watson. We know that, but like you didn't do anything after that to fix quarterback. You went and got a retreaded Marcus Mariota, who was bad, and you drafted Desmond Ritter. Like, and then you saw you refused to give Ritter more snaps. We we've been over this. Like you you played Mariota for the entire season, like to to try to make the playoffs that year, which would have been very fraudulent. But like Mariota was playing awful, and he played over Ritter, so maybe that's an even bigger indictment of Ritter. And you saw Ritter for four games, and he was pretty thoroughly mediocre at best. And you decided like we're gonna go into this season with him as our guy. Like there are consequences for that decision. Like you did nothing to fix quarterback. You passed on quarterback in 2021 when you had a chance. Like I like Kyle Pitts. I still don't I still think we're going to see some good things from Kyle Pitts as soon as Arthur Smith is gone. But like there's a reason everyone was like I can't believe the Falcons passed on a franchise quarterback for Kyle for Kyle Pitts. It's because nobody does that. Like nobody does that because if you don't have a quarterback, you don't have anything. And guess what? The Falcons don't have anything. They have three great offensive players. They have Bijan, who they barely use. They have Drake London, who they don't use enough, even though he's the maybe the one that they do use. And then they have Kyle Pitts, who they've turned into a blocker and a bit player, and they occasionally throw him a pass. Like, no, it's this offense, ego. this offense sucks. It's bad. Get it the fuck out of here. What are we? We're gonna go into twenty twenty four with this offense? Like, there's no hope if that's the case. Arthur Smith, Arthur Blank can't be that stupid. I'm sorry. Like, you can't be that stupid to think this offense is going to cut it in the NFL. It's not. It doesn't. It's over. Like, this is it. It's over. Like, if you go, like, what are they expecting to happen? Arthur Blank, if he keeps Arthur Smith at this point, I don't care if they win the next three games. I don't care. We've seen enough. This team is broken. The offense, top to bottom, is done. They suck. Everyone sucks on the offense. And guess what? The players aren't all bad. They're not. These offensive linemen aren't all bad. These receivers haven't just suddenly become terrible. Kyle Pitts is not a bad tight end. Bijan Robinson is a bell cow back. Like, why is everyone making dumb errors? Why is everyone running sloppy routes? Why is everyone having the same issues, missing blocks, whatever? You know why? Because the coaching staff sucks. The coaching staff is done. This is a disaster. You've had three years to implement this garbage. You've shoved it down our throats for three years. And fans were patient. In fact, like, fans were willing we to were give a... Patient. We, yes, were, we were patient. We were patient. For two years. For two years, we're like, okay, like, we can't do it. We can't overdo it. Like, let's not, let, let's not jump the gun. Like, you know, the roster is bad. You still need to still need some time for the roster. You know, the roster, two years, two years of that. And he's made us look like clowns. Like, he's made us look so stupid for that for two years. Sorry yes. for raising my voice. No, I mean, it's it's time. This is the Raise Your Voice episode. Maybe I should change the title. It, to that. it but, is. But... <laughs> we got some sound bites that we played for weeks after this. Yeah. Uh, if just... you want to look also, no, Arthur Smith, yeah. personnel evaluator offensively. He thought he could get another big receiver, Matt Collins. Matt Collins, healthy scratch. Most, the biggest highlight Matt Collins has this year is walking in the rain with no shoes. It's sad <laughs> to say, but that that's the truth. 
Uh, but I don't feel like Matt Collins has forgot to play football. Same way with Scotty Miller. Like, both the Raiders and the Bucks found ways to get those two players utilized. Yeah. Van Jefferson, okay, been a disaster. But Sean McVay, this guy was on a Super Bowl winning team and was a valid. He had 800 yards. Player. Yeah. So I don't feel like these guys have totally forgot to play football. Yes, they haven't contributed, particularly Van Jefferson, but it's just you've got to find ways to get them involved, especially when your passing game is just couldn't be more disjointed. Like there's got to yeah. be ways to get them involved. You got to utilize their strengths. Yeah. And that's where they've fallen short. So people could talk about, you know, Arthur Smith, he, you know, the Falcons had such a great offseason for agency wise. Yeah, defensively. Offensively, yeah. you can't just say, other than the trade for John Smith. And look, that's Arthur Smith's guy. Arthur Smith, he knows how to use John Smith. Congrats. You got one player. But besides yeah. that, it's Man, just, that trade is looking better and better. Seven <laughs> that John Smith trade, you know, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah. the rest, it leaves a lot to be desired with the receivers. Because look, you need passing options in state games, especially with how much the team loves running empty. They love going five receiver set. Yet two of those players are usually Cordell Patterson and John Smith, which doesn't offer much speed, kind of doesn't really stretch defenses. You, you got to scheme things up. And then sometimes Bijan will be there. Like the team just not dying receivers. I know Arthur Smith got away with this in Tennessee. Can't get away with Atlanta when you don't have a running game that consistently overpowers teams and a defense that isn't quite on that level. As good as the defense is, they're not destroying teams in the trenches, at least not from a pass rushing standpoint. So he got away with it in Tennessee because he had an elite offensive line, a top five offensive line. Yes. He had the best running back of a generation. Yeah. Like and he had a legit number one receiver too, and AJ Brown. Like, don't yeah. don't sleep on that either. Like, and the defense was really good too. They had some yeah. players. The, yeah. And yeah, like the my, scheme my was fresh was then too. Good. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. No, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off on on, but um, no, you're good. You're good. Yeah, that the scheme was fresh. Like it worked. The scheme was working. Like what he was doing there, it looked really good. It looked fresh. It was smart. They were they were taking advantage of matchups. They were utilizing everything. And and he did have a quarterback, right? Tannehill was was crushing it those two those two seasons, but nothing has changed. Nothing since then has changed. The offense is getting worse and worse. And like, I'm sure Arthur Smith is going to go to Arthur Blank and be like, "Well, I don't have a quarterback, so I can't do this." That was your decision. That was your decision. Like, what have you done to earn the right to draft a quarterback now? Because you passed on one in 2021 and you didn't think you needed one. And yes, they had Matt Ryan. And like, I'm this is not Matt Ryan slander, but they were clearly looking to get out of Matt Ryan as fast as possible. They immediately went in 2022 and tried to trade for Deshaun Watson. So don't tell me Matt Ryan was the long-term plan in Atlanta when this, the second they could go get another quarterback, they tried. Like, you know, it's just, it's ridiculous. Like, this was, and like... I like you know Fontenot obviously I'm sure deserves some of the blame but like I don't think the acquisitions have been the problem I think the acquisitions like all Fontenot can do is go get the players that Arthur Smith says he wants and that Ryan Nielsen says he wants the players that he's brought in I think have been good values I think they've contributed it's not Fontenot's fault that he that Arthur Smith can't use the guys that he's brought in like Arthur Smith can't figure out how to use Kyle Pitts probably the most talented tight end to come out of the draft in years he can't figure out how to use him he can't figure out how to get him to ball he can't figure out how to scheme him open Drake London gets a handful of targets a game most weeks Bijan Robinson's a, a bit player in this offense like he had the lowest percentage of snaps this week that he's had since like early in the season they're using him yeah. less it's it's not the acquisitions, it's the application of the acquisitions. That's what I think it comes down to. 
it's just yeah. you you look at it every but, week. And also, there's just been so many mind-numbing decisions overall. Just not even talking about the scheme right now. Let's let's just get away from the scheme for a second. Yeah. Okay. You decide that Desmond Ritter is going to be your long-term quarterback of the future. Again, I think it's very stupid that you put that kind of faith in the third rounder because, again, there's a reason why every single team passed up on him twice, including the Falcons. Um, okay. So you decide that. Why are you starting Marcus Mariota for 15 weeks uh, last season? Because Marcus Mariota, and don't tell me it's because he gave you the best chance to win, because we saw we saw how bad Marcus Mariota was down the stretch, and we were calling for it. I, I called for it before the season even started that, oh, like, you know, maybe the best time to insert Ritter would be between that Carolina Panthers Thursday night game. Absolutely and- should have been. In the next week, because you know you have the extra three days. The yes, buy is very late. That was what we late. were clamoring for. Yeah, perfect we, timing. We were calling that we were calling that before the season even started. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Marcus Mariota has a disaster class on national television where he embarrasses you know himself and, and the franchise to a certain extent, and they decide to not pull that trigger. They decide Marcus Mariota is our guy just to lose the next what three or four weeks, and then they finally insert Desmond Ritter. Why are you do like if this is your guy? Why are you waiting that long? Because if he inserts Desmond Ritter before that, maybe maybe that would have been enough for him to see that Desmond Ritter isn't the guy, and then we wouldn't have wasted a whole off season this year not getting a quarterback. Maybe we wouldn't have wasted a whole season with Desmond Ritter as your quarterback, and then beyond that, that's not even the first case of that. Remember Jalen Mayfield, like, <laughs> and I know. It's easy to throw darts at Jalen Mayfield. He he was the whipping boy. He wasn't really that good. I still, to this day, attest that Jalen Mayfield got a really raw deal with the Atlanta Falcons because of Arthur Smith. He was yeah. a third-round draft pick whom you implemented at right tackle throughout all of training camp and throughout all of, all of preseason. You put him at right tackle. You gave him only right tackle reps, and then – Right before week one starts, oh, hey, by the way, you're going to be the left guard now. And you're going to have to play against Fletcher Cox and then beat Avea. And then the Giants defensive line. And then the Jets defensive line. Like, it's just this gauntlet that happened. And I I get it. Jalen Mayfield isn't him. Like, I'm not saying, oh, like, you know, Jalen Mayfield would have been good enough to stay or to even be on the roster right now. But, man, you really did not do right by that rookie. And it would have been difficult for anyone. It would have been difficult for any single offensive lineman for you to put him in one position for months and months for all of the reps. And then you decide last second to just switch it up and to put him on the exact opposite end. Because, you know, not only was he not playing tackle, you put him at guard, but he wasn't even playing on the right side. Like you can ask any offensive lineman just how difficult it is to make that sort of tradition. Transition. We talked with Keenan Forney. He said yeah. just to go from right tackle to left tackle, it takes what three, four months of just consistent practice of consistent yeah. reps. And that's you staying at like staying on the outside. You kicked him on the inside too. It's just like I just don't get it. I I've still never understood why he did that. And I get it. Like, you know, you had an injury to Caleb McGarry, but if you knew that you were go or McGarry had COVID at that point, I think. But if you knew that you were going to put this guy at left guard, why put him at right tackle for a month or for two months throughout the entire preparation period? Like, it's just 
I don't get it. Like, I don't understand what what's going through his head. Does he just think that anything he does is just going to turn into gold? Does he think he can just get away with anything? Like things like starting Desmond Ritter, they're choosing to go with Desmond Ritter this season, for example. Like, I, I don't know. It's just, it's such an, it just screams ego. It just screams, I can do no wrong. And I'm just smarter than everyone else when, you know, it's, clear that he's not it's clear that these defensive coordinators week in and week out have completely outsmarted him not just one like every single week he's losing that battle that that chess match against the other defensive play caller ryan nielsen's doing his best ryan nielsen's winning most of those chess matches but i I don't know like i i don't understand it like where where does this ego come from You, you had a couple of nice years in tennessee like what where like where does this stem from is it the FedEx stuff? Because, shit, you didn't even, like, it wasn't you who created FedEx. Like, but, you know, it, it's, I, I don't know. I, I don't understand it. I, I, he, I don't get why he has such an ego. And, you know, it's. Because it's, in it's, NFL, he's an NFL coach, right? You know, I mean, like. Transfer. But it's yeah. even more. So than, it's like, more. Yeah, it is. Like, it just yeah. feels more. It does. Yeah. I mean, it's like. You have to have an ego to be an NFL head coach. Like, there's a certain amount of ego that you just have to have. Like, because I otherwise you can't do it. But, yes, like, it is. It's like a it different is. level of an ego. Yeah. And, like, there's a lot of things to, that you can go back on thinking, like, why didn't we give Ritter more preseason snaps? He clearly wasn't ready. He's still not ready. They thought he needed one drive in the preseason and then he was good. Like, they were wrong. Like, this offensive coaching staff has been wrong a lot. And they're not utilizing the guys they have. This is a bad offense, plain and simple. I don't care about the empty yards. I don't care that they're average in terms of yardage. Like, you've invested so much in this offense, and it's not working. It, it sucks. It's a bad offense. So Yeah, if you're not averaging more than 20 points, you're a bad offense. Like, yeah, what are they plain and simple. 18, 17? Yeah, it's not likely to get better either. So, um, right. you know, it's just, it's completely unacceptable. We Fans deserve better. Fan, you can't sell fans on Arthur Smith in 2024. You can't do no. it. And if you do, you're asking for it, man. Like you, you are, you're dooming this team because if they don't come out the gates hot, the don't, the stadium's gonna be fucking empty. It's gonna be empty. It's gonna be empty, gonna be empty week one. Week. Yeah, it's gonna be empty next week. There, there's Arthur Smith losing this game to the Panthers ended his career in Atlanta. I'm sorry. Like I, I think. I think this is it, we're gonna look back and be like, this is when it was over. Like it's it's Jover, you know. Whatever you give, get the meme up, you know. Um, like y- you can't lose to the one and twelve Carolina Panthers with a playoff berth on the line after blowing a game to the Bucks the previous week that would have also set you up for the playoffs. Like you're done. You're out of here, buddy. You're done. Like, and if you're not done, then Ar- then we have serious questions about Arthur Blank because you can't accept this. Like, I don't care that he, like, yes, he got, he got a pass for the previous two seasons where those don't like, we're not going to bury him for, for having to deal with all the issues of that old roster. But now, like, after what we've seen this year, there's no hope. There's no hope for this offense. This is year, this is not like a Kyle Shanahan 2015 situation or Steve Sarkeesian 2017 situation where you're like, well, maybe if we have a little more time in the scheme, 
you know, everything gets gets settled, it can be better. And guess what? Both of those years, they were right to give those offensive coordinators a second chance. It paid off really well in 2016. Obviously, in 2018, it paid off well too. They just happened to Steve. They just happened to scapegoat the shit out of Sarkeesian in 2018 incorrectly. But like, um, and Joe Schmo says, you know, did Blank really sell the fans on Quinn after 2019? It was different for Quinn because he took this team to a Super Bowl. It just was. Like, this was one of only two coaches in history that have taken this team to a Super Bowl. He was going to get a longer leash than anyone else. And I think you could make the argument that you probably have to give him a longer leash than anyone else because of that. But that was still, like, I, I would still argue that that was still a mistake. It was, was clearly. But, yes. Also, the other thing, like, Quinn didn't even last a full three losing seasons. No, exactly. That's that's what I keep going back to. Mike Smith only got two straight losing seasons. And Mike Smith is the most successful coach in franchise history, statistically. Like, there were five straight winning seasons under Mike Smith. This team had never put together back-to-back winning seasons. And what has Arthur Smith done to, to earn a leash longer than Mike Smith or Dan Quinn? What's he done? Like, what? Please tell me what he's done. Nothing. He hasn't done a damn thing in Atlanta. Seven and ten twice. Like, like doing it with that roster. Sure, that's that's no, that like good good on you. But like, no one's giving you flowers for going seven and ten. Like, we're not gonna bury you for it with that roster. But no one's giving you flowers. We weren't. Like, no, we weren't. We weren't. Yeah. Giving him pass after pass. Like, maybe even too much. Like, genuinely. Like. There were people that were criticizing us for giving him too much of a pass. And, you know, those people can run their victory laps right now. But I feel like we've been more than fair with Arthur Smith yes. at this point. Like, wh- even we've given him, you know, even more leeway than maybe we even should have. Yeah. But it's, it's over. Like, like this, this is the year. Long. It had to be this year. It had, and they had to show life. Like, you that's all we needed. Like, that's yes. You can't go backwards this year. Like, yes, you can say, like, we're giving you a pass for these two years, but, like, you can't fall into the toilet in the third year. Like, that's the one thing you can't do. Like, if you just go 9-8 and eight with this easy-ass schedule and, and scrape into the playoffs and it's ugly, but you get there and there's a little bit of progress, you could, you could at least sell the fans, like, well, we at least made the playoffs this year. They're not going to make the playoffs. They're done. Like, the Bucks just shit on the Packers. You really think that team's falling apart now? The Saints won. The Falcons are a game back on both teams. Like, they yeah, just lost to the Panthers. You think they're winning another game? Like, you think this team's winning another game? You got to go play the Colts, who, like Alan said, are a pretty good team. They're decent at worst. Then you got to play the Bears, who are, like, really not bad. Like, they are better than the Falcons, in my opinion. And then you got to go to New Orleans, where that team is not the same team. That is a different team at home. Like, they're not winning these games, I don't think. Maybe they win one, but they're going to have... So they get back to 7-10 and 10 for the third straight year. Congratulations, Arthur Smith. You did it. the new Jeff for sure. <laughs> you know, yeah, Jeff I guess Fisher so. 7-9. Seven 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 yeah. He's guy. the worst Jeff Fisher. Yeah. Even Jeff Fisher, like, made a Super Bowl. Like, yeah. that, that's what I'm saying. Like, these coaches, like, coaches in the past have survived. Like, I think someone in the chat mentioned Sean Payton survived three straight seven and nine seasons in New Orleans. Sean Payton won a Super Bowl. Like, and the Saints were still in discussion about trading him at that point. Right. 
he built a resume of success. They've made divisional rounds yeah. like multiple and times. They made that conference championship there his first year there. Like, you got to have a resume. Like, exactly. Arthur Smith's resume is from Tennessee. Exactly. And, and yeah. even in Tennessee, like, you know, that was still a Mike Vrabel coach team. He wasn't even the head coach in Tennessee. Like, right. yes, his offense was good. Like, but still, you had, you had Derrick Henry. Like, you had a Hall of Fame running back in his prime who is – you know, the best running back since Adrian Peterson in his yeah. prime. Like, it, it's – this is one of those variables. Like, these are the variables we should be talking about because he doesn't have any history of success. How, like, how does he have more job security than every other head coach in the NFL if you keep him? He should be gone tomorrow. Brandon Staley was gone the next day. And at least Brandon – like, I, Brandon Staley wasn't a good coach in, in – uh, with the Chargers, I, I have, you know, a friend who's a Chargers fan who was praying on his downfall week in and week out. But Brandon Staley, at the very least, has a playoff season under his resume. Yep, even playoffs. him. Yeah, yeah, he like he even like even he made the playoffs. Yep, exactly. So it's yeah, not, it's rough out. I'm here. not defending Brandon Staley at all. I'm just no, saying no. like Arthur Smith has less success than Brandon Staley did in. in uh, LA, sorry. Like, I don't think that's a good comparison. Just given where the charges were with Herbert, I don't know. I'm not. I think it's just totally two totally different scenarios. But I get you mean. At least Brandon Staley did achieve something to an extent. Yeah, but, but Brandon yeah. Staley has nothing to do with that offense. Like Brandon Staley's the defensive guy, and their defense has been terrible. I mean, yeah. he decided on Joe Lombardi, who really <laughs> derailed that offense. But yeah. That's, yeah. And yeah. then well, what's happened this year? I put fully on him, but you know, you yeah. look at other things. It's just. Uh, it's not the best compared, but I get you mean. At least Brand Staley claimed, you know, they had a good run last year where I think they shut down the Dolphins offense. Like Staley actually had some big wins. Like Arthur Smith's biggest win was what? Being up a bad, or not bad, but banged up Niners team last year. Yeah. Because being the Texans That's it. this year. Uh, Beat the 49ers once during the regular season. That's the banner. Hang it up. Yeah. Like yeah. What's, what's his signature <laughs> win? He beat the Saints once, like, or twice now, because I'm thinking of the 2021 season. That's like, it. Yeah. There's nothing a lot there. And I know the roster was a disaster the past two years, but like what we're trying to get out here is this is the year we want to see real progress. Like this roster is good enough to win 10 games. No one could deny that. Yeah. And especially given them favorable matchups. And like look where they're at now. Like what's gonna happen? Like they're gonna they're happen. gonna lose out and yeah. they're gonna fire Arthur Smith, is what's gonna happen. Like, right. Exactly. He's gonna get fired, guys. <laughs> like it's, I, I know <laughs> like I, I cannot believe that they won't do it at this point. Like it, I refuse to believe it. it it's that there will be so much pressure to fire Smith when they go six, when they go six and 11 or seven and 10 and, and look bad the whole time. I can't believe they won't do it. That, that, that doesn't mean they, they will, but my opinion is that he's, he's gone. Um, I, I, I mean, well, I, I all I'm saying is yeah. this this loss today and that loss against Tampa, as much as it stings in the moment, that could be a blessing in disguise at this point. Yeah, yeah every loss now loss is good. Loss. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you look at four games there: Minnesota, Arizona, yeah. and the last two. Look, it's just like I genuinely will not judge you if you are going into these last three games hoping for losses. Like genuinely, I will not. Like, don't give me. Like, don't give me any shit about, oh, it's bad for the team culture. What fucking team culture? This team this team has terrible culture. This team, like, this franchise has, like, a disastrous culture. The culture will start to change with, with 
you know, hopefully with the next head coach, that that's who will have to bring in the culture. Because, you know, right now it is in this team's best interest to lose out, to to put that pressure on blank to actually pull the trigger on firing Arthur Smith and to finish hopefully with the top five or six draft pick because then that puts you in range for, for one of these quarterbacks. And then hopefully you can bring in, you know, my top candidate is, and I've said it in, in uh, past shows, is uh, Slowick from, uh, from, from Houston. I would love to pair him with, uh, you know, with a Jaden Daniels or with a Drake May or with, you know, one of these, uh, Caleb Williams isn't in range, that he's going to the Bears probably, or if the Bears want him. Yeah. Um, because the Panthers, you know, who are, you know, now 2-12, and 12, still have the worst record in the NFL and they just beat the Falcons. Yep. Um, so yeah, I, I think, I think it is in this team's best interest to hurt a little in the short term for the next three weeks to hopefully have more long-term prosperity because I can easily, easily envision a scenario where this team comes away with a, with an ugly win or a couple of ugly wins, you know, maybe one in new Orleans and maybe in Chicago. And then Arthur Blank is like, Oh no, like, you know, we're going to carry over momentum into next year, even though that doesn't work. That's not a thing. That doesn't happen. Like, we've been burned by that before. They decided to carry momentum over into 2020, and they started off 0-5. And I'm just going to say, if, if Arthur Smith is back here next season, like, don't be surprised if that if the Benz is a lot less rocking. And don't be surprised if fans decide that they don't want to pay their hard-earned money to watch this this prod this product which is going nowhere and this offense which is which is stuck in neutral and which has remained in neutral for three seasons. There's, and it yeah. was a bad decision, but I think Dan Quinn did make a strong case to be brought back this matter. They beat the Niners and the Saints to me, two of the three best NFC teams on the road last year. And convinced not convincing ones because San Fran was last second, but the team was battling hard. Like uh, you could make a case for it. Yeah, look, it was a total disaster in twenty twenty, but I, when that move happened, I was like, all right, I kind of get it. What well, I the hate players the clearly that, loved him, too. That was the thing. Yeah. Like, What I hate was that Dirk Cutter was brought back, but, you know, that's just a yeah. complete – that's just a terrible oversight on their part. But it's just now – I just don't think Arthur Smith has really done anything to make a case. Like, the only thing he's really built here is a running game. Like, that's his biggest And that sucks thing. now, too. It's yeah, bad like, now. They ran for, like, 30 yards today. had a really today. good running game in 2021, yeah. but it's been very inconsistent this year. Yeah, they so. ran for like 50 yards, actually less because they had four negative yards. So yeah, they ran for like 49 yards against like the 18th run defense today. Congratulations, Arthur Smith. Great job. Great, great so, job. So, so, what's, what's his next biggest thing? Like, okay, he got the most to have a first round pick in Kale McGarry. Like, okay. Besides that, I don't know who he's really helped grow as a player. Like, we know Kyle Pitts has regressed uh, for the past couple of years, so... No, uh, we no should probably one. open up the listener questions that I know we've been going for about Yeah, an hour, yeah, we, we got to get to those now. Thank yeah. you guys for those. Yeah. But yeah, like. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
I'm sorry, but like the the Panthers gave Chuba Hubbard 22 carries, and the Falcons gave Bijan Robinson seven. That is fucking inexcusable. Like, and credit the Panthers. They made a big free sign with Miles Sanders. They realized, okay, you're not producing. You cannot be our running back. Like they they're not hard headed to where oh we gotta keep you on the field because of your status. It's like no, we'll make adjustments and we'll use the best players possible. Yeah, the the Bucks last week gave Rashad White 25 carries. The Falcons gave Bijan what 10. Like. How do you dra- like? I'm sorry. Like this whole offense is so fucking stupid on so many levels. Like, I can't believe anyone could look at this and be like, "This is a good offense. We we should we should give we should give Arthur Smith a co- a top another top ten pick to get this offense correct." Like, no, you botched it over and over again. This offense is a, an abomination. This is a joke. Like, Here, here's another good one for I don't know. You talk about three losing seasons. When has a head coach had four top ten picks? Yeah, never. He doesn't That's deserve it. One. You've squandered it over and over again. It's, it's been squandered. Right there, yeah. You guys know what's their pick right now? Uh, right now Tenth. it would be 10, but yeah. the games aren't done yet. So we'll see. They're, uh, they're, they're 10, but they're like a game back of five. Yeah, like they, they the highest they could probably get is five if they lose out and, pe- and a couple and also, teams win, but... Also, because they had the easiest strength of schedule. Uh, another thing. That another helps. Thing, that helps. Strength yeah. Of yeah. This season, that's going to win them the tiebreaker pretty much over uh, over other, over any other team. Like they have had, their SOS is like by far the easiest. 400, 430. Yeah. We so all know they're going to pick eighth again. We all know that. Yeah, any team they're tied with, <laughs> the Falcons will, will get the tiebreaker in the first round. Because that, that's what they go by. Yeah. So like it, the fact like on this note, before we, we get to your donations, cause I know we got a bunch. Thank you guys so much for that. Um, the Falcons realistically could get to five, but it, they would need some help, but they do play Chicago. Um, and so if the Falcons lose out, they'll get to nine without anything else going their way. So that is like the, the worst case scenario. If they lose that, they will be nine, but Tennessee, the Chargers, the Giants, the Jets, Chicago, they all have very winnable games. Even Washington has several winnable games. So Washington's at Let's four. Let's count the Chargers have this. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, like, I think realistically you're probably getting between eight to six if if a couple of teams win and you lose out because you're going to get at least to nine. And then if you have one or two more teams win, you're probably between six and eight. And that puts you in the position to get Jaden Daniels, you're probably going to have to trade up to secure him, but you could probably move a day two pick to make that trade. Like you don't have to get up to two or something, but Arizona seems it's like they're going to stick with Kyler. Trade. So it's you could probably, yeah. So if you're at like six, you could probably trade, you know, a third to the Cardinals or something like that. Or maybe you might have to make it a second. I mean, we'll see, but you don't have to give up future firsts to make that trade. So if you do get in that range, it'll help a lot. Um, but there's also the chance you can just sit at six. Have shown they will trade down. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, in Washington, maybe they stick with Sam Howell. I don't know. <clears throat> you could potentially make that a trade target, too. I, I don't know about that. But, um, maybe Bill yeah. Belichick's the coach. Right. If Bill yeah. Belichick goes to the commanders, all options are on the table. Yeah, I, I so. Think, I think they'll end up with the enemy. Like, I think they, they have to, like, they'd be foolish not yeah, to. Yeah, So, but, like, yeah. So, you'll have to get in front of Washington if you want Jane Daniels, more than likely. Because they're, they're probably going to go for him if... Uh, if they're ahead of you, it, man. I don't know. Not not a big Sam Howell, like you know. I mean, I think they, I, I, they, they could. 
But like again, like are they gonna make the Falcons mistake and be like, we're in the top five, we're gonna pass on a quarterback? Like, I mean, I wouldn't. But maybe um, they take a tight end. Who knows? Maybe there you go. Brock Bowers, right? There's a generational tight end in this class. I mean, if if Arthur (laughs) Smith was here, I'm sure he'd lobby for Brock Bowers, but hopefully Mm. he won't be here. Yep. Um, Yeah, I mean, six to eight, like you're in. You're probably not moving up to one. Because you know no. that's that's Caleb Williams. That's they're not going to do that. Yeah, there's a chance that the Bears could even take Williams and just trade Justin Fields because Fields, you know his his extension may be coming up pretty soon as well, and that's going to be much more expensive than rolling with Caleb for the next four years. Um, New England's going to take a quarterback. Yeah, Arizona is the the only thing is you're going to be in a bidding war with with some other teams for three, right. and. Yes. You know, it, you may have to you may have to make a pretty rich trade that you're not really as comfortable with right away, yeah. because the the template is already set from last year where the Panthers moved what a day two pick, a first next year, and DJ Moore to go from seven to one, and I think that was a a worse. Quarterback it was from nine to one, possibly. right? Well, yeah, yeah, it was nine to yeah. one. Yeah, which yeah, I mean, we'll, so, we'll, see. Yeah. we'll, we'll cross that we'll bridge because if they, if they get to like go. six and they have to go to three, that's a lot. The one, the number one pick is a completely different story, always. So if they're it, going it is, to three, it all it yeah. all depends on the market. It all depends it on what other teams are offering. But we'll get yeah. to that. We'll get to that point when we get to that yeah. point. Yeah, it also depends on what who Arizona wants. Like if if Arizona wants a, like a top tackle or Marvin Harrison they can't go very far. Like they can't really move very far because, you know, if the bears are still picking at five or if, you know, Washington or whoever's there, like they can't really go very far or they're going to lose out on, but like, cause both of those tackles and Marvin Harrison are going as like pretty quickly in this, in this class. So they can't. So in that scenario, they can't really afford to like trade down very far at all because they're going to dr- lose out on those guys. So again, it behooves the Falcons to uh, be in position as close to, as close to the top five as possible uh, to, to get their guy. Um, so, all right, we got some, we're going to dive through these and we'll, we'll talk about some of them. We'll read all of them. Of course, uh, we don't want to keep you guys here for like two hours, but we got Ian McCluskey with the $10. Thank you. Ian he says, how quickly can we name Ben Johnson, the next head coach of the Falcons? Also, when that trade up for Jaden Daniels happens, I will cry that we got a real quarterback talent once again. Yeah. I mean, the Falcons certainly watched it last night, man. Yeah. I mean, Jaden Daniels is great. Special. Yeah. Uh, he's QB three. So they're going to have to get up for him, but I would, I would do it. Um, Kevin, if you watch Sam LaPorto highlights last night, you could picture maybe what Ben Johnson could do with Kyle Pitts. I would go all out for Ben Johnson. I would pull out all the stops. I love his offense. It's not perfect, but I, I do really like, what he's done and and I would take a chance there for sure. But yeah, I mean I agree with what Dr. Gon just says which is that Ben Johnson probably I mean I would go for Justin Herbert before going into a rookie quarterback situation. Um but again, the Chargers are not a desirable spot because that ownership is really bad. I mean they they don't invest in that team the way they should. We all know the reputation there. So the one chance is that he doesn't want to go to that shit show of an organization, but, um, process and shambles, tough conference. You know, yep. look, he will have plenty of options of where to assess. Do, do you want to go to play the chiefs for the playoffs every year? Or do you want to go to the NFC South? 
The choice is yours. <laughs> I mean, the Panthers fans are convincing themselves that he's going there. Oh, he he's not even going to take the interview. Yeah. yeah, you didn't even take the interview last year. Yeah, why would you want to go there? Have you seen Carolina? Sorry, Panthers fans. So, yeah, I mean, we got, shit, yeah, at least yeah. we're not tied to our quarterback. Right. We got Rise Up RXNs with the $5. What's up, man? He says, year three of a three-year plan, and this garbage is what we get. Wasted our 2021 draft, mediocre 2022 draft, 7 and 10 times 2, and on the way to three-peating Firesmith now. They're not going to Firesmith now. I, he's going to last through the end of the year, but uh, Black Monday is calling. That's for sure. Um, Mark Bigby with the $5 as well. Thanks, Mark. I get more frustrated at Arthur Smith's offense than I ever did at Dirt Cutters. That's how you know it's time. Look, we give Dirt Cutter a lot of shit, but at least that man could call a passing game. Like, it wasn't yeah. great. It wasn't super creative, but at least they generated passing yards. He couldn't run the ball to save his life, but they had NFL passing concepts in that offense, uh, which I think is a stretch for this offense, honestly. So um, say what you want about Dirk Cutter, but at least that passing game worked to some extent. So, uh, And maybe Matt Ryan carried the shit out of him also, but, you know, we got Manny H with the $2 with the simple... LMAO. I appreciate that. That's a good one. Uh, we got Urban TV with the 10. Thank you, man. He says, the daily failure of this offense is a mixture of bad scheming, bad execution, and an inconsistent young quarterback. The record is supposed... The record is not supposed to look like this. Arthur Smith has to pack up and go. Nico with the 5 says, well, Merry effing Christmas from the Falcons, everyone, and me. I can accept to get behind a talent petition deficient team that is nonetheless making good decisions i don't see why we have to endure this level of stupid however i'm done yeah don't blame me on that one i think we're all kind of off the ledge at this point we got ed with the five pound donation says oh, shout out from london what's up ed what's International up flavor. yeah falcons fan it. from london here love you guys can we really assume smith will go soon and what are the realistic expectations for the team next year um yeah i mean we can't assume anything. I, I do think that at this point we've seen this team falter to such an extent that like keeping him at every like game like this makes it harder and harder for, I think it's obvious that blank wants to keep him, that he sees something in him that he likes. You know, he seems like a nice guy. Like honestly, when I've interacted with him in person, he seems nice. I mean, I don't think he's like lost a team, but like every game like this, makes it harder for that to happen in, in terms of the expectations for next year. I mean, I think if Smith is back, the expectations are nothing, um, you know, probably uh, a mid season firing, honestly. And I hate saying that, but I don't think we're going to see significant change with this team. And that's why he can't come back because I don't, if he was capable of significant change, he would have done it at this point. And they, this offense has not changed at all the entire season. It's been bad the whole time. They've made no changes it's bad. The whole thing is bad. The scheme is bad. The decision-making is bad. The game planning is bad. Arthur Smith isn't capable of making those changes. I don't know if it's ego, like Adnan was saying, like Alan has been saying, or if it's like he just doesn't know what to do and he's run out of ideas. Either way, he needs to go. Um, but yeah, so if, if a new coach is here, then expectations are, you know, what quarterback do we get? Who is the coach? You know, I think if we bring in all those new people, we should be expecting this team to contend for the South, no question. Um, but yeah, if they don't change this coaching staff, I think it'll be very, very dark this offseason, no question. Um, but uh, 
All right, we got George here. What's up, George? Stands at the $2. He says, I'm up to 92% certain that Arthur Smith is just Dirk Cutter and a mustache up from 83% last week. Although I think Dirk would have more passing yards. He could probably use Pitts better. Are we sure Dirk Cutter was the problem? I mean, <laughs> you know, at this point, I think people would, like I said, I think at this point people would be taking Dirk Cutter, right? <laughs> oh, man. We got Raymond with the $2. He says, I thought Arthur Smith had a good game plan in the ugly rain. Rayman, I love you, but I I don't know what about that game plan was good. Um, I don't I didn't really find anything that I liked. I liked the tight end leak to Johnu Smith that the Panthers forgot to cover. I like that. Um, you know There might be a play Kyle Pitts once or twice. Sure. Yeah, we got we got two we got three catches for Kyle Pitts. Whoop do fucking do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, but it's like it they, this team just can't get out of their own way, man. Uh, I, I I hated it. I hated everything about it. I, I hated the emphasis on Tyler Algier from the very beginning. No offense to Tyler Algier, but like, I Tyler Algier is averaging like three yards a carry. Like, and, and you drafted Bijan Robinson eighth overall. Like, I just, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like, I know Bijan's put the ball in the. He's fumbled three times on like hundreds of carries. It's really not that. Like, yeah, you can't do it, but like. I mean, and I don't know how you could approve of just what the third and long calls were. Yeah, th- like third and long like, runs like, over and over and over. Me. Yeah, it's like that's such a low. Pr- like they're setting themselves up to lose. They're playing for a punt. I mean, like third and long runs. Like you can mix one in every once in a while. You can try a draw, especially if you're run blocking really well. But they weren't run blocking well. They were awful in this game, and mm-hmm. like. The Panthers were loading up to stop it, and they they sussed out the play every time. They knew exactly what was coming. You could tell. Um, so no, it was not a good game plan. Can't agree there. We uh, got guy Fieri a case Solaire with the two dollars. He says the deep darkness is here. Bring on the draft takes. Smith needs to be fired now. No end of the season. The players have given up. I'd say this loss is just as bad as the Chargers loss on Thursday. I think that's aggressive. <laughs> Let's Ooh, see what Ryan yeah. Nielsen can I do. Mean, Give him a shot. It's not as bad as that. <laughs> that was actually losses, and that is just franchise altering losses. Oh, this was kind of franchise, but that's just pure embarrassment. That was, that was actually the defense quitting. I think. Yeah, that was legitimately yeah, what it looks like when players quit on on a in a primetime game. But, yeah, but it yeah. did not help that that was the only game. Nine seven sixty three twenty one. Hmm. Hmm. One of only like a handful of 60 point games. Yeah. Oof. And give Justin Herbert the MVP just for how they looked without him. (laughs) Yeah, apparently he was holding that back from being like 40 point deficits every week. But um, do do we want to give any praise to like individuals on the defense clearly? Like, I feel like we haven't mentioned Clay's Campbell. That poor guy. Can they like release him to go to a playoff team? That man is given his all every single day. Yeah, that poor man. Hopefully, he'll be on a on a good contending playoff contention team next year with a better offense. Yeah. Um, The other name, Zach Harrison, he got his first sack today. Yeah, good for him. Uh, He had a crucial play for sure. And then he got um, it it was in the red zone. I think it was on third down. Mm -hmm. And then he got another tackle for a loss later on in the game. So Zach Harrison, you know, he. He had his highest impact game of the season, the third rounder, whom we weren't expecting much out of this season because he, he's very raw and you know maybe yeah. he needs a year. Yeah. But it's it's good to see him coming on a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so love to see that. And 
again, it's like the defense, like it's even, it's even worse for Arthur Smith because the defense is like giving them the ball back. They're getting them possessions. They're getting them good field position and they still shit the bed over and over and over again. They got the ball to 42 and punted. Like, I mean, Jesus Christ. Like Nate Lamb had a great fourth down stop. Yes. Kane Ellis had another good game. Like, Lakel London off IR playing the man possessed. Like, you saw like, what this defense is capable of. The defense is just kicking ass. They held him to 10 points and they couldn't do shit. They couldn't do a damn thing with it. Like, I'm sorry, but like, there's no, like, last year it was like, well, these are the excuses. This year it's like, wow, everything else has gone right and you suck. Like, you're worse. Like, I'm sorry. Like, if that doesn't convince you that this man doesn't know what to do, like, that he's run out of answers. I don't know what will. You can't be convinced. Like the defense gave up nine points. Nine like, points, and somebody was adding me saying, about. "Like they they, the I just can't believe that was a real tweet." Like, oh, are we going to talk about how the defense blew another lead? It's, what they they blew a seven point. They blew like a seven to six lead. Like, is that you're talking about that? Like, blow, does that count as a blowing a lead? Because I don't think that's I don't think that's what counts as a lead. That was like <laughs> cool last week. Like, How do you lose a game where you scored the only touchdown? Yep. No, that's a good one. Oof. All right. Let's let's keep going on these donations so we can get out of here in the next two hours. Uh, we got Corey Carter with the $2. It says, silver lining is that I don't think Arthur makes it to season four after this. If we win, that probably isn't the case. I'm going to take some time off from watching the Falcons now. It's my choice to be a part of this, and I don't choose it anymore. Yes, guys, please. Please tune into the postgame show every time. But... You don't have to watch the Falcons if you if it's really like messing you up, if it's really stressing you out, don't do it. Don't do that to yourself. Just relax. You can watch the highlights if you want. You can watch the post game show to get the recap. You don't even have to endure the game. Um, but yeah, don't don't put your mental through it for this team. They're they're just not worth it. They're not. Also, come join us on Wednesdays too. Yeah. Yes. Also on Wednesday doesn't involve you watching the Falcons at all, so that should be safe. But um, we got Corey Carter with the two dollars. Says two seasons ended today. Uh, with his fantasy, yep. Ritter and Bijan did me in. Was looking pretty yeah. good until that inevitable Ritter turnover. Shame on me. Yeah, I can't. Like Ritter, every once in a while, will have that like good fantasy game because of the rushing. But like, I just can't bring myself to do it, man. I can't depend on this Falcons team. Like, I just can't. I, I absolutely cannot. So, <laughs> except for Drake, and Drake screwed us today too. So, I mean, not Drake. I mean, it was yeah. negative points in in this game as well. Yep. Yep. So, hey, game over, man. Game over. I mean, they gave him, what, seven carries? So there it is. Uh, we got Corey Carter with the $2. He says at 235 in the first quarter, three defensive linemen penetrated into the backfield on the same play and buried Corderall Patterson for a loss. How is that even possible? How did three guys miss their blocks simultaneously? Well, coaching. Everyone's sloppy. You got some backups in there, but everyone's sloppy. This is how it looks every week. This offense is missing blocks. Like... Yeah. People are and not running the right routes. Derek Brown would bully the Falcons when Lindstrom was in there. So yeah. it's like, what do you think he was going to do today? I mean, Brian Burns can still play. So it's just, this game wasn't going to be a walker. I, to me, like going to it, they just had a win. Like, I, look, yeah. this was not going to be pretty, especially not having Anya Mata and Dupree and McGarry and Lindstrom. Like, they're missing key players here. All you had to do is win. I don't care how old it was. Just be a fundamental, be a professional football team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, real quick, real quick break, guys, here, where I'll just say uh, thank you for watching. Please do like and subscribe if you haven't done so already. That really helps us out. 
Uh, if you're listening to the podcast audio after the fact, please leave us that five-star review on your platform of choice. If you're interested in supporting the show, you love the coverage, you love the rants, you can consider signing up for our channel membership here on YouTube. You get early access to the uh, published, like the recorded videos and stuff like that, like the uh, trench talk and the game previews, as well as some draft stuff, obviously, when the season ends. Um, if you're interested in the podcast stuff, you can check out the Patreon. It's patreon.com slash live for early access to those podcast episodes. Both also have some exclusive shows like the Q&A sessions, like the fantasy leagues, that sort of thing. So check that out, guys. I uh, really appreciate everyone for hanging on uh, for this difficult, difficult season. Thank you guys so much. Um, and real quick, let me get to the prize picks before I forget, because I feel like I'm going to forget here in a second. Um, obviously, it didn't work out. Cortland Sutton came through for us. All right. Cortland Sutton, even in, even in a dominating loss, Cortland Sutton came through for us. He had 71 yards. We we went more on his 55 and a half. Great job, Cortland Sutton. All reliable. And the Falcons couldn't manage to get Bijan not more than 19 and a half receiving yards, and they couldn't get him a touchdown of any kind. Uh, so, you know, shame on me. This is going to be the last time I put any of these on Falcons players. Like, I'm done with this. Like, this is so... I mean, you can't get Bijan 20 receiving yards. You, you can't get Bijan a touchdown. You, you, can't, you can't get more than seven points against the 31st-ranked scoring defense. No one... And this offense is safe. I'm going to be avoiding from now on. I suggest you do too, uh, for your own sake, for your own uh, prize picks or whatever you happen to be betting on, whether that's bet online, whatever you got. Uh, it's just not worth it. I was trying to stick with the Falcons, you know, for for the sake of the show, but uh, I'm trying to win here, not, you know, lose money. So no more of this team. Uh, but guys, thanks to prize picks for sponsoring today's episode. For those that aren't aware, prize picks is a skill-based daily fantasy game. You pick two to six players, decide if they'll go more or less than their projection. And the more players you pick, the more you can win all the way up to 25 times your money on any entry. And at prize picks, guys, you aren't competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections. Prize picks also has a generous promotion schedule. So make sure to check back on taco Tuesday and flex Friday for some free plays for some reduced bets or reduced like uh, projections there make it a little bit easier. Uh, and guys, it's not just the NFL. They also offer projections on any sport that you watch, college football with that going on, NBA, MLB when that starts back up, NHL, whatever you got, guys, they have that and many more. The best part is prize picks entries can be made in 60 seconds or less, and they offer fast withdrawals. It's that easy. All first-time users that deposit and use our promo code DBB for Dirty Birds and Brews. You guys will receive an instant deposit match up to $100. That means if you throw in 100, prize picks will match and give you 100. If you deposit 50, prize picks will match and give you 50. Just make sure to use our promo code DBB so they know who sent you. And guys, prize picks is available in Georgia, notably, uh, because it is daily fantasy. So check that out. It's in 31 states, Washington, D.C., and most of Canada as well. Thanks again to prize picks for sponsoring today's show. All right, let's... Get through the rest of these donations because we're already at one hour and 21 minutes. We got George Costanza again saying, you saw in the fourth quarter why the Panthers gave up so much to go up and get Bryce Young. What makes the great quarterback great is the fourth quarter. He went down the field and won them the game. 95 yards, the better quarterback won. It's funny because Denver Ritter <laughs> actually only plays well in the fourth quarter. He didn't do that today, obviously. But like typically he's actually been doing that. But yes, I mean, I, I don't think, like Bryce Young certainly has gone through it this year, but I'm not willing to say that he can't be a decent quarterback in the NFL uh, after this season. I mean, he, you look around and say, like, has anyone had it worse than him? Maybe Ritter. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Bryce Young's had it really bad, so I, I'm willing to see what happens with him with a new staff with the, with some actual weapons around him and a better offensive line. Um, we'll see how that goes. But 
We got new drop with the two dollars. What's up? He says Ryan Nielsen should be the head coach. I mean, if they go, if they do fire Smith before the season's over, I definitely think Ryan Nielsen should get a shot. Um, might be Jerry Gray too. That would be the other guy I would think of because he does have some experience there. Um, we got Corey Carter with the two dollars. He says Ritter has answers answered all the questions we had in the negative. Doesn't trust his eyes. Can't throw a guy open and only throws when that guy is wide open. If he isn't, then he forces the ball, and there you get the intersection interceptions. He also can't make the quick decisions. I mean, you know, no no argument there. Uh, his decision-making is the worst part of his game right now. He just doesn't see the field. Uh, and even when he does have guys open, sometimes he just – the accuracy is just so atrocious sometimes, man. Like, it's way worse than it ever was in college. Um, I think he's just overwhelmed, and the scheme is not helping, and – the whole thing is ugly from top to bottom. Um, we got T. Lou with the $5. He says, easiest schedule. They lose to terrible teams. Look who they've lost to. The 1-12 Panthers, the 1-8 Cardinals. Josh Dobbs off the bus with the Vikings. What gives? It's a bad team, T. Lou. I don't know what to tell you. It's a bad team. <laughs> we got George Costanza with the two. He says, Calvin Ridley was the canary in the coal mine. He noped the fuck out on this regime early. He saw what many of us didn't want to ship Arthur Smith to India ahead of time just to send him back to the FedEx HQ. <laughs> oh, I guess it man. is an Indy. Yeah, that, was, that was that was sneaky. He sucked it in there. What's everyone drinking? I got this uh, new Citizen Cider. It's called Ruby Sipper. It's a uh, hibiscus and rhubarb with some like funky stuff in it, so it's a little bit sour. Uh, it's pretty good. Pretty good. It's a drier cider. I like those typically. Uh, hard cider, of course. I can't drink regular cider. Uh, I can't drink anything non-alcoholic for these post-game shows, that's for sure. Um, you got any, anything? Brand. Yeah, you got anything exciting that you you got? Oh, no, is it just water today? Chocolate milk. Oh, there you go. It's exciting. That's old, uh, organic. Horizon organic. Yeah. yeah. Big spender. Horizon <laughs> organic, low fat too. So there you go. Not bad. Go. <laughs> we got we got Jason Gaines with the two. What's up, Jason? He says on Ritter's int, he had Drickland and wide open for an easy completion. I would say touchdown. Honestly, I, he could have just walked right in. Instead. Ritter forces it and throws it into triple coverage. Another game loss thanks to Ritter. <laughs> He's calling out Ray Moon for his for his take, saying stay off the weed. You know, some if you need weed to get through this season, I don't blame you. You know, if it's Absolutely. legal in your state, please do, you know, avail yourself if that's your thing. But um yeah, I mean I would say that I, I think Ritter was throwing to London. He just missed incredibly badly. Uh because I can't believe he was throwing to Kyle Pitts based on where that ball was thrown. I think he was throwing to London and missed it that badly. Um, I don't, his eyes looked like he was directed towards Pitts. Just the close-up view. He was like, I don't know what's worse with that, Alan. To be honest, no, like, I, I don't think like he really tried to look like Pat Mahomes on that. Like he could have easily just set his feet, saw the field. Because I know, look, he got pressured on the play, but it wasn't like he was in a rush. He just was in rhythm or in motion, I should say. And I don't know, like just on the close-up view, it looked like his eyes were squared directly towards Pitts. I don't yeah. think he saw London. If you, if you look at like the view, I wouldn't advise anyone to watch film on this. I don't think I'll be doing any film reviews this week. It's just I, just, I don't think there's anything you can really take from this game other than just how bad the offense was. Like, yeah. it's it's just one of those games that shows you this. We need a whole new offensive regime. That's where yeah, to. we need to start over. Like yeah, I, because really yeah, exactly. Um. It's just, man, I I had a lot of faith for this. I, I liked the idea of going with the heavier sets, given that the NFL was moving to more cover two, moving to more nickel. 
that sort of thing. It's just ugly. The results speak for themselves. It's not working. I don't know if it's that like the heavy, I don't know that it's necessarily that the the personnel decisions are poor. I think it's just this scheme is really bad. It's it's really ugly. The passing concepts are awful. The run game has taken a big step back. There's nothing to hang your hat on. Um and I, I think it's over. You know, I, I don't I don't see anything of value here that we would lose by moving on from Smith. And and it pains me to say that because I, I, I like the man personally. I mean, it's it's tough. It's rough. It's a tough business, though. You got to have results in this business. Um, We got Corey Carter with the two. He says, there's honestly no reason to keep Smith past today. Put him put him and us out of our misery. Plus, we need to find out if we have a potential head coach on the roster already. Everyone needs a fresh start. They won't. They won't fire him midseason. Maybe if they had like a Chargers style game, they would. But other than that, I don't think they will. They're going to play it at Black Monday more than likely. Um, (laughs) Corey says, Anon, you are obligated to answer this. Who wins the title first and are any of us alive to see it? Hawks or Falcons? (laughs) God, I hope so. I don't know. Like, you know, maybe you were twisting my arm. I don't know. I, I think just it, it's easier by nature to win a title in the NFL because, you know, you just get hot and go on like a playoff run, win three or four games. So just by the nature of how the sport is lined up, I'll say the Falcons. But without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Part of me is convinced that I'll never see a Falcons title after that 28-3, like, blown lead. So, like, uh, I think I've... I think deep down, I know that I'll probably never see a Falcon Super Bowl. No, I think the football gods owe us for 28-3. to 3. I think we're going to get one here in like the next 10 years or so. But the, I didn't say lot. we're not going to suffer in the in, in the interim, but I, I think the football gods owe us uh, for sure. So now you, we also have to, you know, the football gods help those who help themselves, right? So we got to make sure to like, you know, help out a little bit by getting a real quarterback and a real offensive coach in here. But um, please football guys do us a solid give us some positive luck one of these years uh let's see we got duncan barshard with the 10 thanks duncan he says happy holidays boys this totally sucks it's rough to have to cover this garbage but thank you for always providing that solid content weekly and allowing me a place to unload my frustrations nielsen for head coach you're welcome Duncan. thanks for sticking with us uh enduring this team as we do every year um unfortunately the last three decembers it's been like this it's like we get to this point we're like well I guess it's over. I guess, you know, I, even last year it was like they had a good chance to make the playoffs because of how terrible everything was. This year it's, it's worse somehow. It's yeah. been the last five Decembers. Really? Yeah. Really? Yes. Yeah. I think the, most of the last five, like, like I would say last year there was like actually a legitimate chance they could still make the playoffs even going into like the last two games. But like, yeah, outside of that, feels like no chance again. Uh but at least they held, like I only had to do one mock draft before mid-December, so at least we had that. Uh, that's the banner we can hang up this year. But um, 
We got Brandon with the two dollars. What's up, Brandon? He says Falcons are unlikely to fire Smith unless the team completely falls apart down the stretch. Do we think Arthur Smith took this as a personal challenge? I mean, could fool me, you know. <laughs> Do we, we're going to try to figure out what late season collapse means, and they're they're really going to test, uh, really going to test it. Seems like so, man. It's ugly. We got. Cortez battle with the two dollars. What's up? He says Kyle Shanahan says my said my plan is to get the ball to eleven. Yeah, and they did to their credit. You know he knew how to feature playmakers. Look at look at how that offense is distributed. It's like Ayuk, Debo, and Kittle with Christian McCaffrey getting almost all the carries, and maybe somebody else catches. Maybe Jaywan Jennings catches a handful here and there, depending on the game. You know, but like the majority of the targets are going to those three guys, those four guys, and they don't really pretend to throw the ball to anyone else. So. You know, also, it's unfair to compare anything to Kyle Shanahan's offense, but I would hope you would use that as like the goal instead of whatever the hell we're seeing in Atlanta. So um, we got (laughs) Cortez battle again saying we dealt with his attitude and everything. Yeah, I mean, I could do without the attitude because that just hurts him even more when you when you act like, you know, more than everyone else. And you definitely know more than me, but. Also, I don't make the big bucks. I make the little bucks to come on here and criticize, and that's my job, so that's what I'm going to do. Criticize where it's warranted. So (laughs) we got Corey Carter again with the $2. He says, everything you need to know about Smith was shown to us first. We didn't play starters in year one when there was a new scheme being implemented in the preseason. Year two, we played starters more. Then he went back to sitting the starters again in year three. He did it his way, and he's going to be leaving soon. Probably right about that. Got Manny H with the 20. Thanks, Manny. Appreciate that, buddy. Says, never have I seen a saggier, more deflated and defeated franchise. The Dogs buckled down and won two national championships after their collapse. The Braves won World Series after that 3-1 and thing versus the Dodgers. The Falcons have continued to humiliate us even more and more since the Super Bowl collapse. Well, can't, can't argue with those. Can't argue with those numbers. Yep. Yeah, good points there. The Falcons have regressed and continue to regress after failing. So it's unfortunate. It's not even a roller coaster. Like it, it was just like you were at the top in the third quarter of that Super Bowl, and then ever since that moment, it's just been like this for years. <laughs> yeah, it's rough, man. George Costanza with a two. What's up, George? He says, "Let's keep it 100." Falcons are going to do Falcon things. That they're now pretty much out of the postseason, so they went all out to play with pride. They're going to go all out to play with pride and fuck it all up. I can't root for the Falcons to lose. I'm stuck. Why do I do this to myself? Well, I just go into each game saying I want the best thing for the Falcons to happen this week, whatever that is, and I don't necessarily, you know. I don't necessarily make any ideas about what that is, but I just want the best thing to happen to this team. Uh, And at this point, it might be losing. I don't know. It could be. Um, Both for the draft pick and for the the change that needs to happen at the top. Um, Gemini, with a a good question here, with the $5, says, Has Nate Lehman done enough to take Troy Anderson's spot for next season? He's been good. Maybe. (laughs) It'll be a battle. It's a conversation. Landman's played himself into that conversation and yeah. that's just a testament to just how good Nate Landman has been because it, you know what we were expecting um Troy Anderson to be like a, a mainstay like a, a heavy part of this a main part of this defense but you know I mean Nate Landman is what 25 yeah like he, he's he's also like you know Nate Landman has played himself into into what will hopefully be a, a very long NFL career yeah, I, I love Landman. Um, 
he and Anderson are kind of completely different players. I do think there's a big role for Troy Anderson on this defense, but he may be more of a sub package player. And until he like, I think the Falcons really felt like they needed Troy Anderson to be a starter this year because of what they had. And they, and, and he was flashing and struggling a little bit, you know, he wasn't always taking the right angles in the run game. He was missing some tackles, but you saw the flashes of that athleticism that neither Caden Ellis or Nate Lamon can, can match. Trey Anderson, I think, obviously has the highest upside in coverage. So I, I do wonder if maybe they go to more three linebacker stuff. Maybe they let Caden Ellis play a little bit more of his uh, New Orleans role where he did brush the passer a little bit more. Um, you know, I, I think Anderson is definitely your highest upside coverage backer. I think he's going to play on third downs and stuff like that. But um, they're going to find a way to get him on the field. And obviously, you need linebackers because those guys are, they get hurt. You know, it, it it's a tough physical position. So, I think it's a good thing, a good problem to have where you got to get both those guys snaps and you have someone that you can trust to come on the field if one of them gets hurt or if Ellis gets hurt. But uh, I don't know who's going to end up starting or playing more snaps. I think both will. I mean, we know that Lamont kind of has his limitations in coverage. You know, he, he doesn't have that plus athleticism, but he's so good against the run that it's tough to take him off the field. So it may be a matchup thing, maybe uh, depending on what they do with the defense thing. Maybe they go to more three linebacker stuff, more traditional four, three looks. I don't know. We'll see. But I, I think Lamin has certainly earned a role on this defense. No question about that. Um, we got sour pickle with the $10. What's up? He says Arthur Smith has to go. He should be fired tonight. Nothing has changed. And I don't care about the rationale for keeping him because the season isn't over. They need to start figuring out the direction of the team going forward. I mean, I don't disagree with you. I mean, you guys have a point, everyone that says he should be fired now, because I don't really think he's going to show us anything over the last three weeks that's going to change anything. But I think they'll give him... I think Arthur Blank is desperate to keep him. He's going to tr- hope that he can pull off a three-game winning streak and give him any justification to keep him. I just don't think it's going to happen, but that's probably what they're going to try for. So we'll see. Um, And finally, last one, George Costanza with the $2. Says, so I guess it's official that I've lost my $500 bet on the Falcons making the Super Bowl. <laughs> Maybe next year? Here's a real question. Would you trade a first rounder for Sean McVay? He has made Puka Nakua a household name. What could he do with this team slash Ritter? I mean, it would definitely be better. I, I don't think Sean McVay wants to leave Los Angeles. I think he's happy to stay there now. I think he's kind of rejuvenated his love for the game. Um so I don't think he'll be available, but like, yes, would I trade a first round pick for a top tier coach? Absolutely. I mean, look at all the struggles this team has had finding a good coach. So yes, I think a top coach is absolutely worth a first round pick, but a future, a future um, first. Yeah. A this future first. Yeah. Be top five and that's not, yeah, yeah. It would be a future yeah, first, but I, I think that's, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the coaching matters so much. So yes, I would, I would certainly consider it. Um, also he's from here. Like Sean McVay was a former Georgia Mr. Football in the same year that Calvin Johnson was in high school. Yeah. 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 All right. Forget that. Yeah. So, yeah. So I wouldn't hate it. Um, yeah, guys. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us tonight. We really appreciate everyone. Appreciate all the new subs. Thanks to everyone for donating. Uh, appreciate all the, all the love. Um, I have, I guess I didn't put the graphic up, but yes, the senior bowl fundraiser is going on. Appreciate everyone for contributing to that so far. Um, you know, I did just get my senior bowl credentials approved, so that's cool. I'll be down in Mobile again this year, covering all the practices. Uh, and this is going to be a good one. We could see Jane Daniels there, for example. Uh, maybe I'll get the scoop on if he's met with the Falcons like I did with Ritter that one year. But appreciate everyone for uh, hanging out, for, for 
enduring this terrible season with us. Before we sign off, I want to thank, of course, Alan Stark at Alan Stark for joining us tonight. Alan, anything else you'd like to add before we sign off? 2024, folks. That's all we could really say at this point. We're on to next season. There we go. Once again, it's gross. But <laughs> we got also with us, of course, Adnan, you get your ad say which way. Adnan, anything else you'd like to add before we sign off? Bye, Arthur Smith. I'm... <laughs> straw that broke the camel's back it's over it's over yep (laughs) yep oh man tough one uh tough tough loss tough season i hope there will be a light at the end of the tunnel where the falcons have a good shot at a franchise quarterback and a, a fresh start with a new coaching staff but that's not a guarantee of anything either guys as you've seen um so we'll just hope for the best we'll continue to try to to stay positive in terms of the long term outlook you know, this is this is a good draft class. It's much better than last year. They do have a chance, obviously, to, to make waves there. We know Terry Fontenot is going to crush free agency. And for the record, I don't think any of us think Terry Fontenot is in any danger. Um, I imagine he'll get the chance to hire his head coach now, which probably should have gotten to begin with. But whatever. Hiring a coach um, before a GM is so stupid. It's like, of course, this weird. franchise would do something that dumb. Yeah, it's not great. It's not great. Um, you know, it. It's just a. Some teams are doing that. I don't think it's really ever worked out. Um, you know, I think the traditional way is the best way. So, um, guys, thank you so much for hanging out on this Panthers versus Falcons versus Panthers. Panthers, wow. Po- week fifteen post game show. Uh, like I said, like subscribe. We appreciate that. Please do leave us that five star review on your podcast platform of choice. Check out the channel memberships and the Patreon. We'll be back, of course, early in the week with a new trench talk. To talk about this disaster and what the future holds. And then we'll be back on, uh, I, I guess I don't know if we'll be back on Wednesday. It'll either, it, it could be a little bit later in the week, possibly Thursday, because it depends on when my flight gets in. I'm flying back home for Christmas. So if I get home in time, we'll do the show Wednesday. If not, we'll probably move it to Thursday, but we'll check. We'll check on that. I'll give you guys an update. Just stick to the Twitters. I'll keep you guys posted on that. Um, but yeah, Rough one, rough season, rough year. We'll hope for the best going forward. Just want the best for this team. It's what we always have wanted, and we'll continue to hope that. So, guys, thanks so much for joining us on tonight's postgame show. We'll see you next time on the Falcoholic Live. Have a great night, folks. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.